Welcome to Livelihood, providing tactical and practical tips for women who work. I'm Britt Larson, your host. I'm extremely focused on helping women get paid what they are worth. And too often, we focus so much on the ask. We focus on the conversation. We focus on that monumental task of the actual annual review or the time period where we just have to make that big leap of faith and ask. But I want to back up and talk about the behaviors that you have to have in place and have to really make a habit in your life and in your career if you want to get promoted and have those things in place long before you have that conversation. I have every intention of having episodes in the future about the conversation. I am also planning on doing episodes about how to figure out what you should actually ask for. But today we are focusing primarily on the behaviors that will guarantee that you get a promotion. I want to give you a little bit of context and perspective in this that I have hired over 40 people in my almost decade-long career. I was lucky enough to be a manager right out of college and hired my first employee three months after I got my first job, which was terrifying and scary, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But because of that experience and the experiences since, I have been able to see people much older than me, more experienced than me, people that I've hired, people that I inherited from other managers really figured this out the right and the wrong way. And so I'm here today to be your guide to help you navigate the promotion that you've been dying for, that you really want, and to help you figure out the fact that it's really more of an art than a science. And I think that it's difficult to realize that because sometimes you just wish, why doesn't my boss see what I'm doing and just write the check right now and give me the money that I deserve? And unfortunately, that's just not reality. So I'm going to go over five different things that you need to make a habit today if you want to get a promotion in the future And these are not things that just happen overnight. They are established practices. They are habits that you're going to have to possibly completely change how you do work. And I recognize that it's hard work. And that kind of work is rewarded. It's typically rewarded in a race. And I hope that it's something that you can make money off of. And that's exactly what I'm hoping for every single woman that listens to this podcast, that they make these changes and that they pay off for them. So without further ado, let's get started. The first thing I want you to do is acknowledge that other people are contributing to the value of your team or of your work. And that may seem counterintuitive. Wait, 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 Britt. You want me to get a raise by talking more about the other people that I work with. One of the hardest truths I've realized about management is that when the people around you and under you are doing well, it's all about them. 
But when they screw up, it's all about you. I realized very quickly in my career that I respected and I wanted to be around and I enjoyed working with people who give credit where credit is due. And that means you've just got to own when you make a mistake. And one of the biggest pieces of feedback I give, especially young women, is that instead of making an excuse, instead of getting defensive, instead of saying that this thing happened because of this circumstance, just own what happened. It also means that I want to be a cheerleader for the people I work around. Promotions and raises, sadly, (laughs) are a lot about being liked and a little about earning the advancement. So the sooner that you realize that, frankly, it's a little bit more like a popularity contest than about really earning it, the sooner you'll get promoted. And I wish I could change the world. I wish I could change reality. If you don't want to get promoted, don't cheer people on. Don't be that cheerleader. Be negative. Don't be seen as someone who will pitch in and help. But if you want to get promoted, be the person who's there. Be the person that other people want to help because you are always helping them. And quickly acknowledge when you make mistakes. The second thing I want you to think about and I think that this can be especially hard if you feel like a promotion is long overdue. You've got to ask about how you can improve instead of asking about the promotion. I learned this the hard way (laughs) and I'm going to be real with you. I have left companies because promised promotions haven't come. And so I don't want you to feel like you have to be patient forever. But if your boss hears you talk more about that promotion or more about the raise or hears you complain more about the fact that you feel that you are undervalued or underpaid, then you are going to get what you ask for. And that's probably a boss who feels like you care more about your salary than the value that you are bringing to the table. You have to focus on delivering and then bring up your results, how you're contributing, and then ask confidently and humbly for a raise if you want to get promoted. And I also think it's really smart to give your boss a heads up that that question is coming, but don't bring it up all the time. If you have a one-on-one with your boss, whether it's weekly, every other week, monthly, make sure that every once in a while, This isn't part of your conversation. I am shocked as a manager how often this topic comes up. It's inappropriate in a lot of corporate settings, especially ones that are pretty old school, to bring it up outside of an annual review. I think that's becoming an outdated philosophy, but when it comes up every week and I feel like my employees aren't hearing the feedback that they're getting, I realize they don't want to get better. They just want to make more money. When in reality, if they just focus on some of the feedback, I'd be throwing money at them. So instead of getting frustrated about the lack of action on your raise, focus on the action that you can take on some of the feedback that you've been getting. Or ask for feedback if you're not getting it. If you feel like you're not making good money and you want to make more, 
ask for feedback and say, hey, I'm looking to advance. I would like to make more money eventually, but that's not really my focus. I want to improve. Or don't even make money part of the conversation and say, hey, boss man, hey, manager, hey, peer, I'm working on how I communicate. I'm working on my deliverables. How can I help you as your peer, as your employee? And I will just add this little asterisk to this constantly asking about being promoted thought. Your job is to make your boss's job easier. That is a cliche that is as real today as it was when it was invented. I don't know when. But it really is true that if you bring out the best in everyone around you, including your boss, and you make it easy to be around you and you do things that make their life easier, you will get promoted. I I can promise you that. And I think that's a really important truth that sadly a lot of people don't realize that they make people's lives harder in the process of trying to get a raise. And then they're shocked when they don't get it. The third thing I want you to think about is focusing on what you are bringing to the table with the promotion. Too often, people only focus on what you want out of the promotion. And I really want you to think about that. Why do you want to get promoted? Is it because your student loans are still hanging around and you want to pay them off? And you might be thinking, Britt, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I have had people ask for a raise because they couldn't pay their student loan bills. And if you ever bring up your own personal bills, wanting to buy a home, going on a vacation, these are all things that have happened to me. I can pretty much guarantee you, you will not get the kind of raise that you want. I actually did give the person who asked me for a raise for their student loans a raise because I'm a really nice boss. But I was kind of a pushover with that one because I actually like that she gave me a specific example. I can guarantee you if she had made it more about her results and how much she was working, which was a lot, I would have given her more. So don't focus on what you want out of the promotion. Focus on the value that you're adding. A promotion, and frankly, most raises, don't come out of doing your job well. That's why you get paid. That's why you get a paycheck. They come from adding value outside of what you were hired to do. And it also typically comes in the form of added revenue outside of your currently assigned role. I'm going to really stress that, that I've never, ever had a hard time making a case for getting a raise when I can prove that I've made the company more money. I've gone as far as making an infographic that showcases how my efforts have created more value for the company. And maybe you work at a nonprofit like I did at the time. I worked in a government job. So I didn't show that I made more revenue per se, but I showed increased results. So if you want to get promoted, You've got to talk about the value that you're bringing to the table. Do not talk about the value that you are going to get out of the promotion. I guarantee you, you will get more out of it if you make it more about the company. And if you make it more about the company, you know, it's really hard for me that so many people expect to be paid more for showing up. They expect to be paid more for loyalty. They expect to be paid more because they know that across the street, they would be paid more. None of those things will help you. What you should really do is focus on the fact that I was hired to do X. 
Now I also do X, Y, and Z, and I do Y and Z very well, and my job has changed because of that. One of my favorite exercises that I do as a career coach is I have people take the job description that they were hired for, and then I have them rewrite it for the job that they do today. And oftentimes people say, I don't even know where the job description was. That's a really good part of this exercise. Think about the things that you were told you were going to do, the things that you did when you were first hired. And now rewrite it and really think about every aspect of your job that's changed. Are you managing people? And you weren't doing that when you first were hired. Are you managing a way bigger book of business than you thought you were going to? Have you brought on new clients? Have you upsold clients? Are you adding new donors to your nonprofit? that they didn't have before? What ways are you adding value that you weren't expected to? If you're just doing your job and doing it well and the market value for your job hasn't changed, you should not and cannot expect a raise. But if you have gone above and beyond, if your job description has changed, you have a case to make for your boss and you can easily make that case. So if you're stuck, if you're thinking, I don't really know, maybe I'm just frustrated, maybe I'm just feeling like I'm underpaid, and this may be the crossroads that a lot of us come to where we think, you know what, I'm only going to get the raise that I want by leaving. And that's a tough place to be at. And sometimes that's where we end up. And with the economy the way that it is now, with the average employee by the time they retire, having upwards of 15 jobs, between 12 and 15 jobs, it's very likely that the raise that you want is not internal. But without doing that exercise, it's hard to know. And sometimes it's just obvious that your company is not willing to pay you the market value. So I think it's really interesting to do that exercise. And I would ask you if you feel stuck or feel like, I don't even really know what my job has become. It's definitely not what I was hired to do. I think it's a really good thing to do. Number four, the really important thing about processing this and then getting to the point where you're about ready to have this conversation. Like I said, we're not talking about the actual conversation with your supervisor today, but you've got to think about this in facts, not feelings. You've got to think about your specific experience and what you're bringing to the table, what quantifiable changes you've made, what you've done differently, and what you are going to be able to do differently if you got promoted. You can't use a negative experience as a springboard to ask for a raise. Trust me. (laughs) I'm speaking from experience. You should not say you work harder than other people, or you're there longer, do not compare yourself to other people in this conversation. That's all a very emotional response to making money. One thing I'm going to say, and I know I will probably get backlash for saying this, but I think this is one reason why there is a gender pay gap. There is a wage gap in a lot of industries especially, because I think women focus too much on the emotional side of making money. We don't ask because we're scared. We make it about emotions. We get paralyzed and we think, oh, so-and-so deserves this more. I don't deserve this. Or I feel that I am not deserving. 
instead of just making it about the facts. Or we get emotional and we get heated and we get frustrated about something and we say, why am I not making the kind of money that this person's making? Or I work harder than this person. And then we're shocked when we don't get the promotion or when people around us get promoted, especially men, um, because they're seen as more level-headed. So really hone in and focus on those facts. That's why the exercise I went through for number three is so important because that's the first step of getting closer and closer to really getting rid of the emotional side of this. No feelings. Absolutely no feelings should be involved. You shouldn't say the word feelings. You should have no feelings involved. It should be completely focused on facts. And there are a lot of ways you can gather facts. You can talk to people. You can research online. You can do the exercise I talked about. You can set up time with your boss like I talked about and figure out what you need to work on. There's a lot of stuff that you do have control over and you cannot let your feelings get in the way. And that gets us to the last point. You have to stay patient. And I know I talked about that already a little bit in number two, but the idea is that you really have to accept that promotions never come when you want. From my experience, they always come way too early or way too late. They never are spelled out. They're never exactly when I've earned them. There's always a lot of moving pieces involved. I've been promoted and then had to wait many, many months before it was public. It's excruciating. So I've been there. I know it's really, really hard. I've also, like I mentioned, left companies because promises weren't kept. And it made the most sense for my career trajectory to leave. And on the other hand, I've stuck it out and I've been really patient and I've been rewarded for it. Other times I've wondered, why have I waited so long? That's really the journey that we're all on, that we're all on together. The key here is to find out what your boss needs from you. What do they need to justify a raise or move you into a new role? And sometimes we don't see that so clearly or we don't have the ability to do that on our own. I get frustrated as a manager all the time that people come to me and they either want me to clearly spell it out for them and say, this is exactly what you need to do to get a raise. Or they say, I want this role. And that role either doesn't exist or they basically want to replace someone. (laughs) And when you work at a small company or even a large company, it's not really your place to say, this is the role that I want. But you can ask questions, and that's the best thing to do. Ask questions about how you can improve. Find ways that you can be valuable in the meantime, and it will pay off, I promise you. It may not pay off in the promotion that you want in 90 days, but it could pay off in six months. Or, like we've talked about, you may be recruited in the meantime, and it may make sense to leave. But don't get so frustrated or hung up on things not happening when you want them to that your work slips in the meantime. I have seen that happen so often. And it's totally a stereotype of millennials are known for being frustrated that things aren't happening on their timetable and then their work product slips. Do not be part of that stereotype. Prove people wrong. Prove people wrong that 
even when you don't get exactly what you want or someone else gets promoted instead of you, that you will rise above it. And that doesn't mean you have to be patient forever. I promise you. That doesn't mean you have to be patient forever. You may just have to be patient for a little while. One of the things that you can do while you're patient is job search and do really cool projects internally that prove that you're willing to go above and beyond even when there is no promise on the other end of more money. And that's actually paid off in major dividends for me. And like I said, sometimes it hasn't. So it's all a risk. All of this involves risk. When you want something that you don't have, it involves risks. And I think that it's really tough to to navigate this. And I wish that there was a perfect script I could hand you or a roadmap that just said, if you do X, Y, and Z, and you follow this, and you say this to your boss, you'll be making 5% more by the end of the year. I wish that was how it worked. But I think the biggest piece of advice I can tell you is that use every interaction with your supervisor to focus on how you can deliver more to your organization, how you personally can improve. I am constantly shocked that the people who ask for more are not the same people who are asking how they can improve. Because the people who ask how they can improve are the ones I want to give more to. And the people who are constantly asking for more don't often have interest in improving. So do a little audit and think about the last time you asked your boss how you can improve. I want to tell you a little secret that in every one-on-one, almost every one-on-one I've ever had with a supervisor ever, I always end it with something like, do you have any feedback for me? Or is there anything I need to work on? Or how have things been going on my team? Or is there something that you need to talk about that we haven't mentioned? Or how did you think last week's meeting went if they didn't bring it up? I always want that door to be open because I want them to know that I am constantly looking to improve because I am constantly looking to be paid more. That's just how I'm built. I'm not going to settle. And you may not be ready to get a raise right now. And that's actually something I'm going to address in a later episode. It's totally fine if a promotion and a raise isn't a focus of yours right now. But if it is, you've got to lead with how can I improve? What value can I add? And you'll get a promotion. Do you hear that? Before you know it. But if you focus entirely on oh, I'm frustrated that I'm not making this much money and I know someone who works at a similar organization who has the same title as me and they make more money or I'm getting really hung up on my title because I look on LinkedIn and some girl that I graduated from college with at the same time has a different title and it looks a lot more impressive than mine. Focus on yourself. And that's my last kind of parting word of advice here. You've got to look at your career in a vacuum. If you focus on someone else in another department or a hire that got promoted faster than you or even your friend at work, you're going to get really frustrated very fast. When I isolate myself and my performance, I always am happier. I do much better. I can focus on what matters to me. 
and I get paid better. Always. If I make it about other people or about how I'm working more than other people or I try and put myself above other people, it's never, ever worked. I've never, ever seen that work for anyone else either. And that's on my first tip is what it is. You've got to be a team player if you want to rise above and make more money. So just to review, team player, acknowledge everyone's work. Be the person everyone loves working with. Second, constantly ask how you can improve. Be on the lookout for feedback. Be searching for it. Look for the ways that your supervisor is trying to help you improve. Three, focus on what you are going to be doing and how you are going to be adding value with this promotion, not what you're going to get out of it. Four, facts, not feelings. You're not going to be talking about this in an emotional way. You're not going to be making a decision about this in an emotional way. You're not going to use a frustrating experience to ask your boss for a raise. You are going to make this all about facts. And lastly, you're going to be patient because this never ever happens when you want it to. I am so excited to be a part of a generation of women who is asking for what they're worth, but this isn't easy. So don't expect it to be. I believe in you. I can't wait to hear from women who listen to this episode and start implementing these behaviors that will help us all get paid more. And I can't wait for all of us to feel like we are paid what we are worth. Thank you for listening to Livelihood. Please share this episode with your friends and be sure to follow Livelihood on Instagram and join the Livelihood community group on Facebook. You can always find more info and episodes on livelihoodwithaway.com.